Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Travel and lifestyle writer Deborah Stone just returned from a visit to Oklahoma City, and apparently this city offers all kinds of adventures and surprises to experience. I mean, we're talking whitewater rafting in an urban setting to art, historical and cultural sites, natural sites, botanical gardens, Route 66 attractions, banjo museums. I mean, it's all there. Wow. And, it's, and also uh, the Oklahoma City Memorial, which is part of our National Park uh, Service as well. So uh, just an incredible article that Debbie wrote that will be in the uh, summer issue of Spirit of America magazine. Um, I encourage you to go to blendradioandtv.com. If you look in our expert department, you'll be able to read all of her articles and listen to her interviews with us. But we've got Debbie on the show now to talk all about this. So, Debbie, how are you? Well, hello there, ladies, and it is Earth Day, isn't that right? It's Well, today is John Muir Day, and officially oh, that's John when Muir Earth Day. Day was started. Yes, it's the 21st of April is his birthday, and so it's Earth Day, John Muir, it's Earth Day on the Saturday, um, closest to his birthday, so sometimes it falls on the same time, but Earth Day is tomorrow, so I say it's Earth oh Day, it's Park, National Park Week, it's celebrate all things it's nature. A double doozy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot, and... Let me tell you, uh, Oklahoma City uh, does a good job of really promoting the whole outdoor scene uh, in this whole urban setting. There's a real energy there that I was really shocked and surprised to find. I think uh, from what I understand, there's been this whole urban renaissance, and they have uh, now have this burgeoning art scene, these world-class museums, and they have really transformed their city. And I, from what I understand, it was uh, through more than $5 billion of public and private investment in uh, quality of life projects and uh, improvements. And really, the, uh, the rewards are great for visitors who, uh, who make their way to Oklahoma City. Wow. I think that's so exciting when people look at an urban area and transform it. Because it's, you know, when I look at it as tourism, but when you through tourism – you're improving the quality of life, like you were saying, these quality of life projects. So it goes hand in hand together. So um, I want to tell everyone the website is uh, visitokc.com. And uh, I just want to say visit Oklahoma City, but visitokc.com uh, so you could see what we're talking about. I mean, I, I was really, you know, just every time, you know, the next sentence or paragraph down, Debbie, in your article, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, and then there's this, and then there's this. It's like, how long were you there to experience so much? Because it just seems like you could stay there a month and not see everything. You could. I was hopping around a lot. You know, I probably, uh, we were there for a couple of days, but uh, you could really, you could just spend, spend so much time, you know, as a visitor. But also I think this whole thing is so wonderful for locals, too, because they now have such wonderful uh, places to go for families and couples and and whatever but it, you know the offerings now are so great and vast in all of the fields and it really is a, a real surprise I think it's just uh, 
you know, you have to see it to believe it kind of thing. And uh, mm. anybody who visits, I think, will be in for, for a real sweet surprise. Uh, uh, like you were mentioning, this is, this is the only urban whitewater center in the world, which is located right in OKC. And it is amazing. And I went specifically to see really what this was all about, because I've done whitewater rafting in in wonderful nature uh, areas all over the world. And I thought, how can they how can they do this in the middle of an urban setting? How do they do this? And so yeah. it was a matter of uh, real curiosity that I, that drove me to uh, go see this. And it, it is it is some wild and wonderful fun. It really is. So does the Oklahoma River like go through the downtown, or is it on the side? Yes, 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 yeah. It, it the Oklahoma River is a is a big part of the the city. It's uh, one of the landmarks there. And there's this place that is the Boathouse District, and uh, there's a lot of boathouses. These really cool constructed design boathouses that like some like a university has one of them and they use them for the their boating uh, activities um they also use them as you know uh places for for social gatherings and things like that but there at the boathouse district is something called river sport adventure park and that is where uh you can go as as a local as a visitor even as an olympic hopeful who wants to do whitewater rafting, whitewater kayaking, you want to do tubing, mm-hmm. uh, you want to try a zip line, an adventure course, a slide, you want to even do BMX biking, skating, uh, a- anything wow. you really uh, can think of, uh, they have, uh, in- have envisioned and they have created for you. But the whitewater rafting really is quite an amazing uh, scene. And uh, you really, you go there and it's a, it's a state-of-the-art facility and there's uh, this Olympic, you know, there's a 400, I think it's 492,000 gallons of water that they can pump uh, into this facility. And there are a couple channels that they use. Um, one is for the recreational and one is more for the international competitive. But they set up these courses with these rapid, they call these rapid blocks, where they can set them up as artificial boulders and they can move them around. And that's what uh, gives you also the, wow. these really interesting, uh, interesting um, obstacles, so to speak, as if they would be almost like rocks in uh, a river that you would be whitewater rafting. Wow! It, you know, I was imagining everybody comes to to stop at a major, you know, intersection and for a red light, and then the green light is the rivers going through, and people are rafting <laughs> down the river, and waving to people in the car. Hey, it's, it's not not quite like that, but it is but it is close to that in terms of the fact that it is it's not right there in the middle of the highway. So it is it I, I is like amazing. fascinating. I don't think cool. remember back in the day when when we were bad little school kids and we do Chinese fire drill and like you'd stop and then everybody get out of the car and run around. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but the, the, I I do want to okay. ask about this because what happens if like you want to have like a like a calm journey on the water, like you know where we want to take our bottle of wine or something, and and maybe we don't want to go over the bumpy rapids. Maybe there's people like me or who who's kind of a baby about it. I'm a baby about that stuff, but I will do it. I will do the whitewater rafting, no matter what. How oh, so how nervous fun. I am about stuff, I'll do it. But are there like places that you can go in at this? You know, attraction yes. where for those who just want that quiet and and some nice river yeah. time. Absolutely. Actually, there is um, a uh, right nearby the Oklahoma River, which is right on the side of the facility. There is flat water 
where you can kayak, you can canoe, and, you know, you can do this at a leisurely pace. You're not uh, put into white water and, you know, uh, getting uh, sopping wet and, and, uh, you know, bouncing all around and and whatnot. So if you want to do uh, something that's more, uh, you know, sedate and uh, quiet and peaceful, then that would be what you would do. And that uh, is right there and and that's available. You can rent the kayaks and the canoes there as well. So, uh, yeah, they have something, I think something for everyone, something for every uh, person in terms of their interest, in terms of their age, their ability. And when you go rafting, it is, uh, you know, the, the, the white water is classed at anywhere between two and four. And it's, it's a course, and you go around the course uh, several mm-hmm. times. So you are in this raft, and, of course, you get the safety talk, and you, you know, practice the paddling. And then this, ra- this conveyor belt kind of thing takes your raft up to the, to the top at this uh, pinnacle where then you get released into the white water, and then it's kind of like this uh, – <laughs> Hellacious, hellacious wave train that you know is nonstop until it shoots you out at the end, and then and then you're like more, and then it's like then you go back up that conveyor belt and do it again. How fun! That's you know I think that would make a good first date for people. Let's go whitewater rafting together, honey. <laughs> Jump in that water, splash, see what happens. You know it'd be interesting. It's a good you know they exactly. say road trips for people. It'd be cool. I mean, you wouldn't want to bother with your hair and makeup, so everybody gets to see what's really, really. See? Yeah. That's very true, because you do end up uh, being drowned rat in this, because you get sopping, soaking, wet. And that water is cold. I imagine that in the summer would feel pretty darn good, and their temperatures there get pretty hot in Oklahoma City. I was there uh, in the early spring, so although it was decent weather outside, it was uh, that first uh, attack of the water was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Was it cold? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) Today's show seems to have, you know, we're we're looking at, you know, wines from Idaho that we wouldn't think, you know, looking at the history of Temecula wines Mm -hmm. in Southern California that – that turned out all of the thoughts that we had about the history of the grape getting there is completely wrong. And now Oklahoma City, you know, we're out here in the West, and you think about Oklahoma City, and sometimes we forget about this rich history that this area has. But what's interesting about your articles, it, it just really, it, it kind of busts those perceptions too. And yet here's, it just seems like it's like almost like a high-class city with, that's kept its historical heritage and it keeps this integrity of the stories of Oklahoma City because, I mean, look at the land grab. That is one of the most mm. fascinating stories of America's Western history. And it's, it's a cross, crossing ground of so many different cultures and people. And to me, Oklahoma has some fascinating I, – I can't wait to get there because of the history. And, you know, reading your article was just completely not what you would expect of a place like that. You know, it really, that's exactly what what it is. is, They have all these incredible, you know, cultural institutions and and, and, uh, this art scene and everything and, uh, you know, wonderful culinary scene as well. But then it all seems to blend with their deep Western heritage, which is always prominent, plays a prominent role in their history, and that they still – you know, respect and pay homage to in a, in a number of different ways. And uh, you'll find it through throughout the city. The one major attraction that I think really does a wonderful job of, of uh, bringing that to life is the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. And mm. it is 
probably one of the finest museums I've, I've been to. But it's wonderful if you've ever, you know, most of us, some of us, you know, who grew up with, uh, uh, you know, watching TV, watching movies with uh, the legends of the cinema, of Western cinema, or we read Western literature. And, you know, here it, they really bring it alive. It's there's these interactive exhibits, you know, you can learn about the the American rodeo, you can learn about Hollywood and its its romance with the West, you can learn about Western art. Um, I I was amazed they had exhibits do- devoted to things like the bandana or the chuck wagon, and the one that really blew me away was the one about barbed wire, all the different types, and they had these, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like these drawers, and it was like barb different barbed wire, and I, I was like, I was I was so amazed at the different kinds of barbed wire that are used and have been used. It's like it's like knitting stitches. Yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. You know? Yes, yes. And you know, it's like everybody had their like almost like branding. It's like an individual mm-hmm. pattern. Mhm. I mean it's absolutely it's, I can't, I can't remember where we were, but we were at some place where they had their barbed wire and like this design was was created here, and I was like, what? You know, so I think places did have that, and, and oh, I mean, I'm thinking Wickenburg. I think it was Wickenburg, or I, mm-hmm. I, I think there they had there was something like their there. own, like Nancy said, like you know, different ranches had different branding. You know, that was part of branding, and now it's it's interesting. I think barbed wire. You had to do different things according to what you were growing or raising and the terrain that you're in, you know, because everyone has a different thing and different wildlife. Some people had wolves, some people didn't, you know. So it depends on where you were in the country. Uh, Yeah, Mm. you know, what what type of ranch did you have? Where was your location? What were you trying to keep out or keep in, Um, you know, and how secure that needed to be? Um, based on you know whether you were you were had livestock or you know crops or whatever it was, but uh, I was mm. the intricacy of the barbed wire was was fascinating to me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have never 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 even considered this, you know. Mm. And you mentioned in your article that it has a gallery, uh, the garden gallery too. So there's like, so they're looking at here's the history. You've got like the boat boathouse district you were talking about. Here's all these adventures you can do outside in an urban setting. But they also seem to have an idea of, like, we need to have gardens and things like that. So they're looking at nature, gardens. I mean, you've got the myriad botanical gardens, too. So plants are a big deal as well. Right. And I think, uh, you know, they try to make really nice use of their green space and, and, and incorporate gardens in various places. And uh, I think that that, that is a very a dedicated uh, goal of, of theirs. Um, that garden mm-hmm. gallery at the museum is lovely. It's It's really... It's just beautifully done, a really nice place for reflection, fountains, walkways. There's actually some wonderful sculptures, Western-type sculptures. Um, it's just it's, it's really an extension of this museum, and they've, they've done a wonderful job of it. The Myriad Botanical Gardens that you went to, again, it's in the downtown, right? And so here you exactly. are in this urban setting, get a breath of fresh air in the garden. But this is a trip. You think of Oklahoma City, right? When you think about plants, you think prairie in your mind, mm-hmm. like I'm just going, you yeah. know, being the <laughs> who I am <laughs> out here in the West, and then I go like, what do they have? Of, what what are they growing in Oklahoma? You know, and then I'm thinking, do they have sunflowers? But then in your article, you say they've got like a palm tree garden, but not just one or two palm tree varieties, two thousand. Right. 
2,000? Supposedly that that is the number that I that I uh, that I learned, and it's it's amazing because you don't think okay, palm trees palm trees in the middle of the country in Oklahoma City is is like your what what are they doing yeah. there? But it's they're bringing these species to uh, show people who maybe have never seen a palm tree before. What does a palm tree look at? You know, look like and and all the different uses of palm trees and all some very exotic plants uh, from across the globe and just. And it's a lovely place to, to spend a couple hours, um, you know, especially, you know, say the weather is not great. You can go inside and, and feel like you're in the outdoors or in this lovely, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, um, tropical conservatory. And you just, you know, it, it is one of those things I think that was a dynamite idea for the uh, the city to to do that. So there's also, you know, speaking of plants, you've got uh, the Science Museum of Oklahoma. And so this is another thing. I mean, it just, it, this, it's such a varied, this, this is like a big blend thing. Yeah, Oklahoma City do. understands our big blend concept, that quality Absolutely. of life comes from variety. It's a spice of life, everyone. <laughs> and so, so now this, this is, they have like a planetarium and stuff. This is cool. They have planetarium. They, it's great for families. They have... Uh, you know, a great art museum. I, you know, I think they really just, you know, they cater to to all uh, palettes when it comes to uh, cultural interests and great place for families as well. Just really, really family-centric uh, city um, that really wants to engage families, uh, you know, in the various arts and in history and science. And, and it, to me, that's just a, a wonderful boon for, for a, a place like that. Well, you, okay, so you've got the Oklahoma City Museum of Art, you've got the Science Museum, and then you've got the American Banjo Museum. I so <laughs> want to go there. No, because the, the history of the banjo is really fascinating. And so, yes. I mean, it takes Americana to this whole other level when you realize this. And right. so to me, I, I never even thought that there would be a museum for banjos, but apparently <laughs> this is a big deal. And supposedly it has the largest collection in the world, and there are banjos from all over. I mean, from the, the south, from minstrel times, and you know wow. the jazz age. Hmm. And um, so, if you are at all interested in banjos, that is the place to go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I want to go. <laughs> I had to do that. Sorry. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so let's talk about the Oklahoma, the National Memorial, which is part of the National Park Service. It's a, one of our four, 417 sites, but you've also got the museum there. So this is all, is this all together in one big area? Yes, it is, uh, you know, you, you the outdoor area is the memorial, and that is uh, just a, a very it's, a, it's been done beautifully. It's uh, very symbolic, and it honors, as they say, those who were killed, those who survived, and those changed forever on that uh, date mm-hmm. of April 19, 1995. And it stands on the land where the Murrow Federal Building once stood, which was the, the building that was bombed. And uh, there are two uh, big, large monuments like granite blocks and they're called the gates of time and they frame this moment of uh, destruction so one gate represents uh there's a big uh, time on it saying 901 a.m on april 19th which was a time right before uh they say a time of innocence and then the other 
uh, gate or, or monument represents 903, the exact moment when the bomb went off. And there is this beautiful reflecting pool in between. Um, and, it, you know, it is a, is a wonderful place for, for contemplation. And perhaps for me the most, I don't know, sobering or gut-wrenching was the field of empty chairs. There are 168 of these chairs on a field symbolizing uh, each person who lost their life in this attack. And the smaller chairs, I believe there was, I think, 18. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 16, 18, 19 children that were, um, that perished as well. And so smaller chairs represent the 19 children that were killed. And they're arranged in these rows, nine rows that represent the nine floors of the building. And they're placed according to the floor in which the particular individual was visiting or was working at that time. And they, these beautiful bronze stone chairs um, on a glass base and they, each victim, each, uh, each one has the name of a victim on it. Wow. Wow. You know, I, when you think about these kinds of memorials and historic sites, and even, you know, last time you were on the show, we were talking about Birmingham, uh, the National Historic you know, Monument out there, which really goes on what happened regarding civil rights in, in our country and, and the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, you think about who, who got attacked. You know, we were talking about that with the dogs and how they were attacking them and and you think about this now where you're in another place, you know, where this is, you know, marking where people passed on and, and were killed. They not just passed away, right. but killed. And you think right. when you go to these places, and it's something that I think we immediately want to step away from. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but you're breaking up there a little bit. Um, but you immediately think of not going to a place like this. But for you as a writer and a traveler, Debbie, when you go to a place like this, how important is it that we do not not go to these places? You know, I think it's very, very important that we uh, go and visit and pay respects to these types of places. I mean, this prior to 9-11, this was the deadliest act of terrorism in the country. And the way that these people handled everything from the response and the rescue and then from the months and years after and what they did uh, to create this symbolic place uh, to me is incredible. It showed the community that galvanized, um, that wasn't going to let this, uh, you know, beat them down and they were going to make something uh, significant from this site that other people could come and visit and pay their respects and also learn about what really happened uh, on that mm-hmm. uh, terrible, terrible day. I think that is so important, you know, and that's part of history is it's so important to keep things like this and remember things and, and to know the truth and not just read it or hear it from somebody else and, and never go investigate or find out the truth. Um, I, mean, I, can, I know that we can see today that 
with all the talk of fake news and things like that, that it is so important to have places that preserve what actually happened. Because we don't know what happened. We can't change anything for the future. Right. Uh, Debbie, can you call back in? Yes. Yeah, oh, please just you can't call back hear me? in. No, there, okay. There's now you're, some crackling. There's like a crackling, so can you just call right back in? It might can, clear the line. Can you, hear, can you hear me better now? Yeah, just I don't know. There was some crackling there. So, um, anyways, it, it's it's the rice krispies jumped in. and said, "Snap, crackle, pop, oh, ooh, la, la. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, you can hear me now, now, right? Yeah, yeah, we can hear. I know that 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 should be our radio show. Can you hear us, everybody? Um. No, it's funny. <laughs> it, it's but that's how it is now with technology these days. But so these places, I think what Nancy is, is so right. I mean. We, it's where you go in the National Park Service. Mm-hmm. You know, we we talk with so many rangers and interpreters, and you know, this is where you are getting the true history. It's not slanted; they're documenting it. They're putting it out in a way that everyone can understand. And I think that's what's so important about going to these places. And mm-hmm. even if you don't read the displays or watch the video presentations that they have, there's a feeling you get. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I think that's exactly that's a that's a big deal. I I want to move on to the Bricktown, Oklahoma City's, um, you know, this warehouse dist- district, another renovated area, in the, in, and this is still in the downtown, right? Correct. Okay. So there you've got this photo, and I've always been fascinated about the Oklahoma land run, where everybody just like, mm. go for it. Like, yeah, whoever's going to get, get it first, land. you know? <laughs> but this sculpture, I mean, that scu- sculpture of the... It's all these horses. I mean, it's it's amazing that sculpture down there. It is it is bigger than life, and there are forty five uh, figures that portray these land run participants that uh, made their way uh, to stake claims in in the new land. And I think that was eighteen eighty nine, from what I believe. And these bronze figures are just amazing, and they catch people's expressions at the time. And, uh, you know, you can walk among them. It's, a, it's really uh, quite cool and a wonderful dynamic way of portraying this part of history, which uh, I found, you know, fascinating when I did a little more research about it, uh, you know, that everyone, I mean, it really was a land run. I mean, you know, there was a lot of excitement and energy that was all built up, and people really, uh, you know, were so eager to get out there and stake their claim on this, uh, this new territory. Hmm. Can you imagine if they did that today? <laughs> that would be so funny. It's like on your marks, get set, go, and then you just haul off somewhere on, in your car and and decide that I am keeping this. Right. Yeah. 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 It's it's. But I want to move off. I mean, how much fun! It's like the biggest race, you know. Yeah, it's oh, like it's, it's, off it's, you go. It's just a wonderful place. It's a park, and it's just really lovely. And uh, what I liked about that whole Bricktown scene was, you know, it's a really fun entertainment district. But they have this uh, this um, uh, canal that goes through. It's called the Bricktown Canal, and it's about a mile long. And it's this waterway, and you take these water taxis that uh, these uh, humorous guides, these tour guides are, are running, and they're telling you about the whole area. But, uh, you know, you get to kind of – it's just kind of a neat way to, to uh, see the area. And cool. then it goes by, by it goes by the, um, the land run, uh, Oklahoma land run uh, sculptures, and so you get to see that as well. But uh, So, yeah, these taxis are chugging away, and they're 
running in the afternoon and running in the evening, and everything's lit up, and it's uh, quite a festive uh, place, and there's a lot of uh, restaurants and galleries and uh, nightclubs, and uh, uh, I want to put in a a, a prop for uh, Michael Murphy's, which I thought was just so much fun. It's a dual piano bar. And so Ooh, these guys cool. are great. It's it's they're they're great. And so uh, people uh, write down on a piece of paper what they would uh, uh, what their requests are, and uh, and the guys they do it. And I, I, I all the, all the requests that I heard, everything was they seem to know everything, and it's wow. just a, a lot of fun. It's it's one of the uh, favorite spots for for entertainment. I love doing pianos. I, know, I think you, so I remember fun. once seeing a show in Vegas. We just yeah. printed a magazine that took us around the bend. Literally, <laughs> we had to move printers. We had to read. I mean, it was just one of these crazy <laughs> things. And finally, got our printer. This was years ago in, in Vegas, and and everything worked. And we're like, oh, and we can put the newspaper and put them in the newspaper there that were being printed. It was like perfect. Anyway, so that <laughs> night we we partied down in Vegas. Yeah. And I will. I did, there was a dueling pianos, and all I know is, I got louder and louder that night, yes. and I didn't feel so good the next morning. But I had a blast because yeah. it was there's such a it's it's such an interactive you know activity. Is that when you tried to lie on one of the pianos? I did not try to do that. Yeah, with a rose oh, in my mouth. Oh, my. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I I did not do that, Nancy. I did not do that. But so I want to know too. Mickey Mantle has a steakhouse. <laughs> Mickey Mantle has a steakhouse, is right, and it is uh, it is dedicated to him with all sorts of trivia all over the place. But it's a it's a wonderful fine dining uh, uh, restaurant, and they specialize, of course, in their signature steaks, and uh, which steaks uh, it's it's big there. That's a big thing in Oklahoma. But I I who prefer uh, seafood was able to be quite well satisfied because uh, there are lots of wonderful dishes. That, that restaurant, as well as a number of restaurants, uh, will do for, for those who prefer seafood. But uh, uh, the steaks are their, their you know, signature item, and uh, the place is, is quite nice. It's a, a handsome uh, uh, restaurant, and uh, like I said, if you want to learn any bit of trivia about Mickey Mantle, that's where to go. <laughs> so you got Mickey Mantle, then you, in that state, but you had also the Cattleman's Steakhouse, and this is the oldest operating restaurant in the entire state. Correct, and it dates back wow. to 1910, and it is uh, it, it's packed all the time with people standing outside waiting, and it's in the Stockyard City, which is really uh, the world's largest stocker or feeder livestock market, so it's a genuine thing, and you, um, if you want any type of Western wear, that's the place to go, um, and they will craft things wow. for you. you. You know, it's really authentic, and it's uh, it's been a real Oklahoma tradition uh, for people to go to Cattleman's uh, Steakhouse, and it is kind of like you've taken a trip back in time. You know, there's these red li- uh, vinyl leather booths and brick walls, and um, they have the <laughs> if you want to be a cowboy. Yeah, I want to. I want to. <laughs> why do I think Blake Shelton hangs out here? I was, because he was born in Oklahoma, but not Oklahoma City. No, he's in a little town. Yeah, Michigan. Okay. <laughs> Nancy, good for you. Yeah, but so so then you you went to the Opry because they have their own Opry out there too. This is man. I mean, the, the I'm trying to keep up with how many experiences you oh. had here. This is just crazy cool. I'm busy. Yeah. Well, well, you know, after Cattlemen's, you kind of you know waddle over to the Centennial Rodeo Opry, 
which is considered Oklahoma's official country music show. And uh, there's actually a, a music school associated with it. So they will have students and they will have talented new singers, uh, you know, who uh, local young talents who want to get their first start, um, along with, uh, you know, the very established uh, favorites. But uh, famous artists like Oklahoma artists like Reba McIntyre has uh, they performed there at the Opry and they've worked with these up and coming uh, young folks to uh, open the doors to to a future for them. So it's part of the state's history. It's part of the musical culture, and it's just a, a, a whopping good time. Cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. This is sounds like fun. This I is want to very go. authentic American. Then we we cannot not bring up Route 66. That is right out there. I mean, that's another Absolutely. whole thing. So, like, you, you've got to have it's, a lot of soda, I heard. <laughs> well, there is, I had heard about this roadside attraction. Um, it's called Pops, and it's uh, right off of Route 66 in a little town called Arcadia outside of Oklahoma City. And, you know, you can't miss it because it's this giant structure in the shape of a soda pop bottle that's about 66 <laughs> feet tall. And so you oh, see wow. it as you come down Route 66, and uh, then you go inside, and they have, I think, they boast over 700 different types of uh, soda uh, where you can wow. you know, pick them out from the coolers. And uh, they also have a phenomenal uh, uh, malt and shakes and, you know, all those wonderful, you know, typical kinds of uh, ice cream concoctions. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun, a fun excursion. I, I think it's so cool to keep those places alive, you know. Route 66 has got the best stuff on it. But I would now see. I would have to get some A and W root beer and get some rum. <laughs> man, you really seem to be talking about rum a lot on today's show. What's going on with you, man? Is I don't it know, Friday? It's Friday. <laughs> she, I think she she needs to like get away from the computer. Yeah, it sounds like Madam Geek is needing a break. Um, yeah, I need a break. I, I think so. You've got this one-track mind here. I think you know. Yeah, she's, she's ready for a party. But, hey, That's Route 66 it. is a good place to go and have, like, all these different experiences. And I think you could go to the Cowboy, you know, bar and have oh. go to the, you know, Centennial Opry and have some good fun there. Yep. And then I think yep. everyone's getting Nancy Wild, like, wound up here. It's, it's great. <laughs> now, wh- where, where, where do we sleep when we go out there? We, well, I love historical accommodations, historical properties, mm. and... Uh, one of the landmark ones is the Skirvin uh, Hotel, um, which I think they date back to the you know early 1900s. Built by uh, Bill Skirvin, who was quite a colorful character, from what I understand, and uh, uh, lots of fabled uh, uh, folks have stayed there, from cattlemen and uh, millionaires and even bank robbers, and then later cool. uh, U.S. <laughs> U.S. presidents and celebrities. I think President Nixon, Bob Hope. Um, all sorts of uh, famous uh, characters came and, and stayed there. And, uh, yeah, it's quite lovely, very handsome, uh, well well done with uh, a number of um, uh, original uh, architecture pieces and features. Um, I loved the Bacchus heads that are at the hotel entrance uh, because these were put in when the hotel uh, opened when actually prohibition in Oklahoma was in effect. And the owner, uh, Bill Skirvin, uh, he really was fond of his uh, adult libra- libations. Actually, Nancy, you'd get along with him really well. It sounds <laughs> and, like a guy for me. 
And uh, he also had this very wicked, wicked sense of humor. So having there you the, go. Uh, having Bacchus there was pretty funny. Mm, wow. This sounds like a good place for us to go. I love mm-hmm. all this history, I mean, because it seems like a very diverse history, too. You know, very American, yes. too. Very American, authentic. The West is there. Yes. You know, we always think of the West on the West, 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 but we forget, like, the Midwest has a lot of Western. West. Yeah, that was the West. Until the West became the West. All yes. right, Nancy. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with her for the rest of the day, Debbie. Seriously. Oh, they just kept moving West. So, you know. So what was West wasn't West. Okay. For very long because so, another West all right. was more West than the West. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give everyone the website again. Visit OKC.com. OKC standing for Oklahoma City. So check that out. Debbie, I know that you just got back also. I mean, she's never, you, you're not she's stop. Busy. You should just have like a little, you know, pop-up trailer or something. <laughs> everywhere. But you were just in what? Cape, uh, you were up in in Cape Cod, and you're looking at and Nantucket. So you're going to be talking about that at oh, the end fun. of May on the show. But now, yes, where's next? Where is next? Um, I will be heading to uh, the Smokies uh, to do a hiking trip on part of the Appalachian Trail. Oh, nice! Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about that. They, I, that's just like awesome. That's seriously yeah, awesome that's stuff. Cool. That's cool. Well, you live a very good life, Debbie. You really do. I love it. I love all these uh, places you're going. It's like okay, well, man. You get you, they're they're very eclectic. You know what I mean? It's coming from the the Oklahoma City, the urban to the uh, to the woods, and all about. And I think that's what it's you know it's wonderful to have that uh, have such variety in our country, particularly. Yeah, and and to find these places mm-hmm. that aren't you know over um, you know that have that integrity of history. I think that's so important, that embrace the, who they are yeah. so that you have that sense of place. And when you get a sense of place, when you get into an area and you get the vibe, even driving in, you should have that vibe of where it is. Right. And then you meet the people, you know, like that's, it, mm-hmm. it keeps the community connected to what their history is. And that's, I think sometimes we forget that part in in our areas. We, we're so building, we're building all these houses and, you know, we forget that we need to keep our downtowns and we can you, renovate and do new things like Oklahoma City has, like with this, you know, this, this water sports park. I mean, it's incredible. I just hate but it, it has a history, too. Everything looks the same. Yeah. There's just no point. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma City doesn't sound like that at no, all. No, I, I think it's awesome when people do something different, but they, they keep that, like, you. now you're in Oklahoma. Don't mm-hmm. forget it. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. Here's your yeah, state. They keep, they keep the integrity. Yeah. The integrity, integrity of the place and its history, mm. but yet they they really try to add add other elements in and it, and you know in Oklahoma City I think it's a model for how that works. Yeah, I like that. It, it's where a little bit of everything, and you know what? People become more proud of their city, mm-hmm. and they will go out and hang out more and have stay vacations, staycations in their city more when when things when you Absolutely. have something to do. So hey, you know when Absolutely. things are pretty and there's something to do, people make money. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And money is what you makes the world go round. And happiness. <laughs> and in Nancy's case, rum, rum is what makes the world go round. <laughs> it's a conversion. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh, man. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for sharing your adventures with us, because that's what I'm going to call that. It's like Adventures of, of Oklahoma City. Um, again, it'll be the article will be up on nationalparktraveling.com. You can look at it the last week of April. It'll be up there, and also in the summer issue of Spirit of America magazine. And if you go to blendradioandtv.com, just look in our expert department, and you'll see Debbie there. And uh, you can click on her, because she's clickable. <laughs> Everybody's clickable. And uh, you'll be able to see her past articles and listen to her interviews uh, from all the other destinations, from Mexico to New fin- West Newfoundland. Did I New say Finland. it right? Newfoundland. New Newfoundland. Newfoundland. <laughs> I'm getting it. All right. So um, go check those out, and, and maybe you can say the names just as good as I do. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Debbie. Have a good weekend. Okay, thanks, ladies. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Safe travels. Thanks.